0: God, we lift you up in this place because truly, God, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy to be praised, you're worthy to be exalted, and we love you on today, God, and we could not love you without knowing that you loved us first, and God, we thank you for choosing us because, God, we didn't choose you, you chose us. So we thank you, God, that we are chosen, that we are adopted, that we are accepted, God, by you, God, that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We just thank you and praise you, God, for our righteousness, God, for our peace, for our justification, for our sanctification, for our redemption, for our reconciliation. God, we thank you for all of that, God, because if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, God, we will not have what we have, God, so we don't take that lightly. God, it's not about us. It's all about you. So, God, I thank you even the more that I have. We have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us. So, Father, you shall get all the glory, you shall get all the honor, and you shall get all the praise. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for hoovering. I thank you for waiting on the word of God to be released so you can release the power of God on today. Thank you, God, that we're staying connected to the power source, which is the Holy Spirit. So we thank you and we praise you right now. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, as I stand here, I take authority over this atmosphere. I bind oppression. I bind depression. I bind sickness and disease right now in the name of Jesus. I bind every demonic force that would even come in this place to think that they can come and rule in this place in Jesus' name. And now, God, I thank you and I praise you for peace being amongst us, and I say, peace, be still, in Jesus' name. And I thank you that your love is loosed in this place, in Jesus' name. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. We are still teaching about living by faith, and God is still adding to the teaching on living by faith. So we want to make sure that all of us are living by faith. And, y'all, this is the only way we can live is by faith. If you're part of his kingdom, then this is what his kingdom people supposed to do is live by faith. So we're going to take it a little bit farther dealing with living by faith. I want to talk a little bit more on manifesting the kingdom of God here on this earth. Manifesting the kingdom of God here on the earth. Turn to a familiar passage that I believe all of us are familiar with, and that's Psalms 115, verse 16. We have went over this verse over and over again, but we're going to keep it before your remembrance because we're supposed to remind you of all the things that God has done on a daily basis. Amen? So if we are reminded when things get tough in our lives, these verses of Scripture will begin to pop up. Amen. And God will begin to reveal himself. Psalms 115 verse 16. And I'm reading out the Amplified and it says, The heavens are the Lord's. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth has he given to the children of men. Let me read it again. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth has he given to the children of men. You may be seated. Now, we're talking about manifesting the kingdom of God here on earth. And again, I say it does take the faith of God in order for us to manifest his kingdom here on this earth. And that's what God want us to do. So first of all, we have to know that God has given us the right. He has given us the right to rule and reign here on this earth. He has turned over his way of doing things to us here on this earth. That means that he wants us to govern. He wants us to rule down here because he's in heaven. And God put us down here on this earth for us to rule and reign on his behalf. But this is one thing we got to realize, and we don't want to get this twisted. God has given us the right to rule and reign down here, but the earth still belongs to him. The scripture said in Psalms 24 one, it says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell in it. So we see that the earth still belongs to God, but he has given us the authority. He has given us the right to reign and rule here. So we don't want to get it twisted. And this is where. People talk about that God is a sovereign God. He's in control. God has given that control to us. I want y'all to understand that. Quit waiting on God to do something in your life. Quit begging God to do something. God has given you the right. He has given you the authority to rule and reign here on this earth. Let me say it again. Quit waiting on God. God is waiting on you. God want us to rule and reign here on this earth on his behalf. It is not up to God. It is up to us. God is in heaven. We're here on this earth. So God said, I want you to take the authority that I have given you, and I want you to use it here while you're here on this earth. Use what I have given you. Quit begging me. We're begging God too much. When things go on in our lives, we're begging God to do something about what's going on. God say, quit begging me. I have given you the authority. I have given you the right to rule and reign here on this earth. He said, if you don't decree and declare a thing, it will not be established. You have to be the one decreeing and declaring. I'm in heaven. You're here on earth. I need you as a mouthpiece to represent me here on this earth. So I want to say it again. God is in heaven. We're on the earth. God said, I got heaven covered. God said, don't you know I had heaven covered? That's why I threw threw Lucifer, which was known as Lucifer, which is Satan. Now, I threw him down from heaven because I rule and reign up here. He said, but I needed you to take authority over the earth down here. So look at your neighbor and say, God has given us authority. Say, if you are born again, God has given you authority. To rule and reign here on this earth. Quit waiting on God. Say, God is waiting on you. Say, what are you waiting for? Let's just think about that for a minute. Because I believe some of us, we're waiting on God still to do something. And God said, you got to realize what you have. If you don't realize what you have, you're going to depend on someone else. And you're not going to depend on what God has given you. We're going to go back to another familiar passage. Just passage. That's Genesis 1:26 through 28. God is going somewhere in this because God wants to make sure that we're taught and we're taught well. So when we leave out of here and things pop up in our lives, these teachings will come back to our remembrances. I want to say this again. Just because you had this, don't think you don't need it. Just because you had this, do not think you don't need it. Because we need the word of God because the word is what brings life. And Genesis 1:26, it says, God said, who was speaking here? God. Who was speaking here? God. Who was speaking here? God. And then he said, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image. After our likeness, and let them have authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So look at what God was saying. He said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Not only did he create us as spiritual beings to be in his likeness and his image, but we will also have his characteristics. But he said, one thing that he said after that, he said, let us make man in our image, and our likeness, and let them have authority. He gave, he gave us the authority. He said, I'm the father, you're the son, you're the Holy Spirit, but we want them to rule over all the earth. He made us in his image, and the reason why he did that, the reason why we're spiritual beings, because God said, I made you as a spiritual being so I can be in connection with you to give you what I need for you to do on the earth he said that's why you are a spiritual being he said if you are not born from above you will not be able to carry out what heaven want here on earth so your spirit had to connect with my spirit in order to hear what I want you to do so he, he made us spiritual beings. He gave us authority. He told us what we was going to rule over, what we was going to govern over. When you look at dominion, it's um, governing, is rulership. So God said, I want you to rule. I want you to govern over all of this earth. One thing that God um, did not tell us to do was rule over each other. And what's happening today? We're trying to throw our authority around on each other like, you're going to hear what I what I got to say. You're going to do what I want you to do, because that's control. God put us in control over everything that he created, but he did not put us in control over each other. He did not do that. We do not have the right to dominate one another, and this is what's happening with Christian folks. We're trying to dominate one another. We're trying to tell each other, you need to do this and you need to do that. And if you don't do this, you dumb. And if you go this way, you just as stupid as you will ever be. We're trying to control what we want people to do. If we stay in contact with God, with where are we from, if you go into the word of God, nobody don't have to tell you what to do. You will know how to do it. Y'all don't get it. God is our father. He is our father. He is our creator. He created us. We did not create ourselves. Y'all got to understand. Man did not create you. God created you. Man do not have a right to do anything to you. That God didn't give him that right to do. So this is where I'm going here because I want people to understand. People need to keep their opinions to themselves if it's not lining up with the word. I don't go on what people say. I go on what the word of God says. And this is why in prayer, God was letting me know. He said, People need to move these ancient landmarks out of their mind that is not lining up with what my word says. Now, in the Bible, it talks about that God says in Proverbs 23, do not move these ancient landmarks. This is what God was talking about with ancient landmarks in the Bible. He was talking about when he gave them boundaries, when he gave them land, when he gave them inheritance, they took a rock. And they put that rock there. And every time they would come to that boundary, they knew who that belonged to. They knew they could not cross over to some, or take somebody else's property because it was not theirs. So God said, I don't want these moved because I want when people come to them, they'll know their inheritance. They'll know what's, what belongs to them. But then God began to show me. He said, when we were raised, whether you were raised by godly parents or whether you were raised by ungodly parents. The thing is, you was raised by somebody. You had a parent that either taught you the way of the Lord, or they taught you the way of the world. Amen. You were taught about kingdom of God, or you were taught about kingdom of Satan. Some people that was thinking they were teaching their children dealing with the kingdom of God, they were teaching them based on religion. They were not teaching them based on God's way, relationship. I'm just going to go there. Some people that's been saved for 20 years have been teaching their children the wrong way. They have been teaching their children in order to have something. This is what you got to do. That's the wrong way. You do have to do something, but the first thing you got to do is serve him. Be accountable to him. If they're telling you the only way you're going to make it is to push somebody else out the way and they're saved, that's a lie from the pit of hell. So we got to know that we as Christians are raising our children the right way according to the word of God. You don't cheat. You don't steal. You don't backbite to get a position on no job. You don't do none of that because that's not God's way. You don't base your life on money. You base your life on him because your money will run out, but he will never fail you. We got too many kids trying to get their children up here to come back down here because they're basing it don't get me wrong we need an education but we get educated yes in the natural but we need something above head knowledge and this is the problem we go through school we go through college that's good education but God allows you to be in these places because he's in you to bring people out of the place that they're in. It's still about his kingdom. So we don't want to get it twisted with our children to say, if you don't do something, nothing, now, now." Don't get it twisted. Because we're supposed to always tell our children, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things. His way of being right and all of these things that you're going after. It will be added unto you because you seeking ye first the kingdom. Because God's jobs will shut down. Colleges will shut down. What they're doing now. But God will never fail. So if you teach your children, no matter what you go after, remember he got to be number one in your life. You will not succeed, you will not prosper without him. Your education will not keep you. God is your keeper. He is your present help in the time of trouble. Some some people go to school for I don't know how many years and still can't get a good job. And the reason why they cannot get a good job is because they relied on the titles in front of their names. But when you rely on Jesus, God will change a man's heart and say, open the door and let him in. Because you taught them how to position themselves in this dying world. Man say, I can't come through the door. But God told me every door he opens, nobody will be able to shut. See, I'm about the kingdom. It don't matter what man say. It matters what God has already said. So you may think you shut the door, but God said he's opening the door and you can't shut it. Y'all better know kingdom. Y'all better know of everything. Kingdom, it rules over all. Kingdom rules over all. So we're going back to Genesis. So after God told them, the first thing he told them to do, he wanted them to know, first of all, understand, you are created in my image. That main being that you created in my image, I'm your father. You're gonna represent me here on the earth. People, when they see you, they're supposed to see me. See, just like in the natural, people know what family you are of. Do they not? You don't even have to open your mouth. They'll look at you and say, "I know, I, I know where you. I, I, I know you. You're Aikens, Kim. You're part of the Aikens family. You look just like your mom. I know you." They look you dead in your face and say, I know who your mama is. They'll describe her characteristic. She's a quiet lady. She's a peaceful lady. But you must have got yours a little bit from your daddy. Because uh, you're a little louder than your mama, but I know you from your mama. Is that not right? Come on. God has some quiet saints. But then he has some boastful saints too. Some people that are quiet, they still are boastful in a quiet way. But it's some that are loud that would get it done and let you know I'm in the house, right? So we, they still know who, where we're from. They know the Father that we have, which is the Father that's in heaven. And see, this is what God wants. God wants order on the earth. So when God created the heavens and the earth, y'all, it was order. It was order because God created it the way he wanted it to be. So it was chaos before it was order. It was formless. It was void. It was darkness. But God came in and he put things in the order he wanted it to be. He had the Garden of Eden there. He had a paradise there. Everything that was needed was right there for them. God had made it the way he wanted it to be. He said, now that I have made it the way I want it to be, he said, I want you. To dress it and keep it. He said, I want you to dress it and keep it. That means that man still had to do some work. Man still, it wasn't some hard work, but they still had to take care of what God put in. Y'all understand what I'm saying. Don't think that just because you part of the kingdom, you don't have to do nothing. God said, if a man don't work, he don't eat. Some people think I can just sit home and decree and declare thing and I can get it established. No, that's just laziness. That's just slothfulness. The way God created you, he created you to work. He didn't create you to lay home and live off of somebody else. Come on, go back to the beginning. If you feed off of the beginning, you'll have an ending. So this is what happened. He put them in the garden. He told them what to do. We know what happened. The death came into the garden. The life of God departed from man, which was from Adam and Eve, due to their disobedience, right? But God had given them a word in the beginning. He created him in his image, but this is what he told them in 28, Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them. Do y'all hear this? God blessed them. He blessed them and said to them, he was speaking to, listen, y'all, male and female. Men, let's don't get it twisted. Let's don't get it twisted, men. Some men think, I got rule over you. No, you don't. You may have some authority, but don't forget God gave it to both of us. I know my position and you know yours as well. So don't be thinking you're going to dominate me. Don't be thinking you're going to rule all over me because I know my rights. (laughs) See, that's why you have to know your rights. That's why marriages get so tore up and twisted. That man think he's just going to put the hammer down and tell you, I'm the priest of this home and ain't bringing home no bacon. No, you line up here. Yeah? Because the Bible said you're supposed to love me just like Christ loves the church. Come on now. And if you don't know how Christ loved the church, you can't love me that way. Come on. And I'm supposed to submit to my husband. But I submit to my husband as he's being submissive unto God. That's why you got to watch who you marry. You don't be married unequally yoked. You cannot marry a Gentile and here you are a saint and then you telling that Gentile, you ain't telling me. So you don't you married him. Humble yourself because a wife can win over that Gentile because he's sanctified through that wife. So, by well, the way she answered, the unsaved man, that's going to bring him unto God. That's another subject. But anyway, in 28, he blessed them. Guess what he told them, y'all? He told them. I want y'all to realize this. Y'all going to catch it in the beginning. It's going to help you to see how tore up our world is. He said, and God blessed them. Them mean, let's go back up. 27 said he created man in his own image. He broke it down and likeness of God. He created him male and female. He created them. So when they get to 28, let's don't get it twisted and God blessed them. It didn't bless two men. He didn't bless two women. God don't bless no mess. I'm going to read it again because some people got this so twisted. Let's read it again. God said, let us make mankind in our image, okay? And then he gave them rulership. He gave them the right to govern. But then God is so good. He says, so they don't get it twisted. Let me break it down in verse 27. So created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. male. And female, he created them. Then he went to the next verse and said, and God blessed them, male and female. We got it twisted. The world got it twisted. The world said, you know what? You have a right to live the way you want to live. God didn't create that right. We as kingdom people supposed to bring in truth. Knowing the truth is what sets you free. Why are some people not set free from homosexuality is because people say everybody have a choice. My choice is this choice. And if it ain't lining up with his choice, it ain't my choice. He created, I'm just giving you the word. All I can give you is the word. The word. It's right here in the beginning, y'all. The Bible says he created male and female. He didn't give us no choice. He created. Wait a minute. Listen to this. He created us the way he wanted us to be. This is the choice we made to choose whether or not we want to be a male or choose whether or not we want to be a female. Well, I don't like being a male today. So I think I just want to walk like a female today. That's your choice. That was not God's. Yes, he gives everybody the right to choose, but he wants you to choose the right way. Let me say it again. This is confusion out here, and God is not about confusion. He is about peace. The world was confused. It was in chaos. It was in darkness. God said, let me come put some order here. Let me show you how it's supposed to be. But you know what the problem is? We love people so much, we're killing them. I love my children. But the day they come to me and tell me, Mama, I believe I'm this sex. I said, baby, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm going to love you, but I'm not going to condone Because that's out of order. That's not the way God created you to be. So don't let the devil twist your mind and make you think that you're supposed to be this way. And that's not the way God wants you to be. Now, God loves you. That's not going to change his love. But I got to tell you, this is not God's way. This is why they're trying to silence the church. Because the devil don't want them to know God's way. The way they're going is death. Amen. Are we in the word? Do we have the same Bible? Because my Bible tells me, y'all, I'm still talking about kingdom. I'm teaching kingdom. This is God's will. This is God's way. This is what God wants us to choose. He gives you the way to choose. He cannot make you choose it. So he created them. Male and female. And the Bible say he blessed both of them. Male and female. God ain't blessing no mess. Hello, somebody. God ain't blessing no mess. And this is what he told them. He said, be fruitful. Two men cannot be fruitful. Two women cannot be fruitful. When you are fruitful, you multiply. (laughs) But the way they twist it is, they go adopt a lot of children and then they say we fruitful. That's not God's way of being fruitful. God's way of being fruitful is coming together as one. Being married, being in union as one. See, we got that twisted too. See, I'm giving you truth so you can go by truth. You do not compromise truth. You do not come off with of truth for your pocketbooks. No, you don't, because God is your provider. It don't matter what skyrocket. God is going to keep you. God is your source. Man changes his mind, but God don't. Gas prices may go up, but God said you don't have to worry about the gas prices. He said begin to decree and declare what I say. I got some people puffing like bulls right now. I'm just giving you the word and the word's supposed to make whatever's in you puff up like a blowfish. I'm only giving you truth. Lord knows. Do your Bible say what mine say? I'm reading out Amplify, but I can't. Let me break it down to King James. I'm going to break it. I, I don't want no confusion. Let me see what King James have to say. Verse 26, Genesis 1. And God said, let us make man in our image, same thing, after our likeness. Only thing the amplified is doing is saying, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, making it plain. And let them, there's a them in this. <laughs> there go them again. He's going to tell you who them is. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Is that the same thing I said the first time? So God created man in his own image. Now, except the Amplified said he created who? Them. He created him, male and female. And then it said, them again in 27, and God blessed them. And God said it to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Y'all, I got to go there with why God is doing this. Y'all got to understand why God did what he did. God is telling them, he said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to become as one. I'm I'm getting to this one as husband and wife. See, Adam and Eve were married. Let's don't get that twisted. See, the world got what God wants twisted. They think because you stay together seven, eight years, you already married. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's not God's way. That's not God's way. God's way is the right way. God choose life, not death. God tell you what he want for you and we as Christians don't go for nothing else. We don't compromise. I'm still talking about these ancient landmarks that we were raised up under. Some people were raised up under. It's okay to have a boyfriend for years and have children by that boyfriend and it's okay. But it is not okay. That's not the way God intends for it to be. Am I going to stop loving you because you live in that way? No, I'm not. But I have to tell you the right way because I don't want you to do Die in your sins because Jesus made a way for you that you couldn't make for yourself. Come on, let's tell the truth. Once you give them the truth, they have a right to choose. But the blood is off of your hands because you don't sit there and watch something go on without telling truth. You cannot beat them up because they're not doing it. You love them the way God loved us. Even while we were in sin, he demonstrated his love for us by dying for us. So we still love people. We still love homosexuals even though they're choosing the way they choose. But we don't condone it. We give them what the word of God says. But we don't get mad when they don't accept it. With anything, we don't get mad. We love them with the love of God, and we tell them what Jesus came to do on their behalf, but we don't get so mad we're ready to knock them out. We don't do that. So we see what he did. He said, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to replenish the earth. Why did God say that? He said, because I want my earth to be full of colonization. I want it to be so full of me and my way of doing things. I want the earth to be just like the garden of Eden. And the only way it can be that way is for you to be fruitful and multiplying. But guess what God had to do? He created Adam, which Eve was in Adam, just like him. They were pure. There were no sin there. So he said, you know what, Adam? He said, all of this right here all the animals have a help they have somebody with them you don't have nobody so he put adam to sleep and he gave him eve from his rib did he not eve was right there with adam eve walked aside adam because she come from the side they walked together unless um what is the scripture that say unless um two be together wait a minute i'm gonna get it right amos Unless two walk together, how can they be agreed? See, y'all know the word. Yeah, and we're two or three are uh, gathered together. He's in the midst of them, but we're talking about a married uh, woman and a married man. You have to walk together in that marriage. It ain't the woman saying, I'm the one that turned the head. No, we do this together. We do it God's way, or we don't do it no way. We take pride out of our house. We both of us begin to humble ourselves. Okay, let's don't get it twisted. So here come Adam and Eve. They were working together. But God said, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. He said, I want you to subdue. He subdue means I want you to be master over this earth. I want the earth to know I'm your master. I belong. The earth need to know we're its master. So the earth have to do what we tell it to do. But God had to set things right in order for us to dominate. Y'all don't get it. It has to be done God's way. It can't be no sin in there in order for us to dominate. That's why he set it up this way. He set it up male and female, not two male, not two women. He set it up as husband and wife. Then that's why he said, be fruitful and multiply. I want you to replenish the earth. I want you to subdue it. I want you to be ruled over it. I want you to be master over it. He had to set it up rightly before he turned it over. Hello? God had to set it up his way. He said it has to be run my way. He said, I'm putting you in this garden to dress it and keep it my way. I want you to do it just like I was here. And the only way you can do it is connect with me. And the only way you can connect with me is through the spirit that's in you. The same spirit that gave you the breath of life. That's how you connect with me. So we got that, right, y'all? So that's Genesis right there. So understand this. Even though you're born again. If you ain't doing things God's way, it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. You cannot try to do it any other way and think it's going to work. You cannot do it. So we see here everything is set up for us to rule and for us to reign here on this earth. Jesus gave us back that authority, right? What did he tell Peter in Matthew 16? He asked all of them, who do men say that I am? Do y'all know why he asked them that? Because it was so many gods. It was so many gods that they were around. He said, okay, they considered him as a god, but who do men say that I am? They begin to say Elias, Jeremiah, who else was it? Let's go there. Sometimes it slips out mind when somebody asks you, but you already know. The Holy Spirit will bring it back to our memories. Matthew 16. Y'all, I'm taking my time with this. Matthew 16 says, um, verse 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, Elias, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom do you say? I am. So this is the thing. If we don't know who he is, How can we do what he would have us to do here on earth? So guess what? Peter began to answer him. And Peter said, thou art the Christ, that means the anointed one, the son of the living God. But guess what? Jesus knew you wouldn't have known who I was unless my father, which is in heaven, revealed it unto you. Made it known. So in order for us to manifest the kingdom of God here on this earth, God has to make things known unto us. But first, we got to know who he is. We got to know about him. We got to know about our king, the one that rules, the one that reigns, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. We got to put him above everything. We got to know all about him. And this comes through Revelation. But then this is what Jesus said. Flesh and blood. Y'all understand this. People that are in the flesh cannot reveal nothing unto you. The Bible said that you cannot make flesh your arm. Cursed is the man that depend on the flesh of man. It's in the word of God in Jeremiah, I believe, 17. So we have to understand that we cannot... Y'all, I'm trying to get you to understand. You're living in days now that you cannot depend on man to save you. No man. No man. God has to be first and foremost in your life. Man make promises to get what they want. After they get what they want, they forget about what they said. That's why you got to hear from heaven. You got to hear what heaven has to say, not God. Basing it upon your pocketbook. People are basing things upon what they can get. I got Jesus, y'all. And I realized that over 20 years ago, when I let go of a job that I was on for man, God put me on the job to prepare me for where I am now. He prepared me. He made me. He was the potter. I was the clay. God said, I got to break you down. I got to have you depending on me so much that you ain't looking for man to give you nothing. You looking to me who's the author and finisher of your faith. I'm going to teach you how to trust me above man. And I'm going to show you how my kingdom is going to manifest right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So he had to break me down. And when he broke me down, this is what the Lord shared with me. He said, I remember I was sitting there talking to God and something was going on. And I said, God, I can't. He said, I know you can't. He said, but remember, I can Oh, I said, what, God? He said, no, you can't. That's what I'm waiting on you to say. I can't, God. He said, that's when I can step in and say, daughter, I can Just let me do it. And then he began to say. He said, you know what? He said, when we're talking about being broken, God said, everything that was broken, I fixed. He said, but I have to take you through brokenness for you to know what I fixed. Y'all got to hear what I say. He said, I have broken. He said, you say everything is broken, but it's not. I fixed it. He said, but I had to take you through some brokenness to show you what I already fixed. Y'all don't hear me. See, my God, when he began to talk to me, he said, I broke you to make you whom you are. Some people don't want to be broken because they're full of pride. They don't want to be humbled. They don't want to be brought to their knees because they feel like their education can. Until this nation is broken, they will never know what's fixed. That's why the pandemic had to break some of us to let us know man can't fix you. Man can't save you. Y'all better hear it. We do have to live on this earth because God put us up here to represent him. Y'all represent the wrong people. If anything is out of alignment with this word, you don't fall for it. Quit making excuses. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I heard it. I heard it. I heard somebody say, now you got to understand, there ain't no perfect man. True that. As brother Willie say, bless his heart. True that. You're right. There is no perfect man. But in my spirit, I am perfect. And if I want some of that perfectness, completeness to come through me, I have to renew my mind to who I am in him. There is no perfect man. That's why we have to send up prayers to heaven and say, God, change these men's heart. Because, God, they ain't doing things your way. They're doing it their way. This is not the way you need for it to be done. So I'm decreeing and declaring that man's hearts is turned towards you. And I'm decreeing and declaring that you're putting people in place to speak truth so their hearts would be turned to you and not to Satan. Y'all, that's what we're supposed to be doing. God is about government, not politics. God is about government. Understand what I'm saying. If you get into the Bible and you see what the Bible is saying, you will be talking Government. God set up the government. He said, I set it up, but I want it to be the way I set it up. And if the government is not abiding by what I do, it's for you to put it in order through speaking my word. People say, what? What? You got to do more than that. The word is above all. God's kingdom rules over all. See, the enemy know if I can get them to twist them words, if I can get them to make them think they're right, even though they're wrong, I can get what I want here on this earth. Y'all got to understand, Jesus said, upon this rock, I build my church. The rock is who? Jesus. Jesus. He said, upon this rock, I build my church. We're the church, not the building. We use the term church, but we're the church. This is a building that the church comes into to inhabit. Why? To get taught the things of God. That's why we come in this building. We're the church which come into a building. We bring God's presence into this building. We sometimes say, come on, go to church with me. That's just a term. We're the church. We can have, go outside of this building, and we can take the kingdom everywhere we go. We just have a place that we can come in and worship him and fellowship one with another and get taught on kingdom. Our teaching should be on kingdom. Our teaching should be on his way of doing, his way of ruling, his righteousness, not man's way of doing anything. We come in here to get our minds renewed according to God's way so we won't be twisted and afflicted and messed up. Yep. So he said, upon this rock, I build my church. This is Jesus. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If Satan is getting over on you, it's because you choose to let him get over on you. Because he said, upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why? He said, because I have took the keys. Yeah. Satan don't have no more right. He don't have no more authority over you. He said, I have took those keys and I have given them to you. I have given you the right while you're here on earth to bind and to lose. He said, whatever you forbid... To happen here, I'm going to forbid it to happen in heaven. Whatever you permit here, I'm going to permit it in heaven, but it got to line up with my word. So, church, what's, what's going on with us? I'm going to tell you what's going on with us. We got some issues, church. Because we're listening too much of the world, so we're acting like the world. We're saying that we got to fit in with what the world is doing in order to make it. The devil is a liar. You don't supposed to fit in with the world. Jesus made it plain. He said you're in the world, but you're not of it. Yes, you're in it, but you're not of it. You're supposed to be separated. You're supposed to be set apart. You've been made. God made you fit for his use. You you were made holy not because you lived a holy life. You were made holy because of Jesus. So everything that is in us is because of him, not because of us. So we live according to him, not according to us. So whatever we need, we already have it because of him, not because of us. But God wants us to bring kingdom here on this earth. He wants us to do that. And God began to tell me this. He said it again in Matthew 16, 16. May your kingdom come and what you want, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. Your will, your way of doing things. This is what God is saying. Like it is in heaven, let it be here on earth. How are you going to know what heaven is about if you're never in the word of God? Come on, saints. If you never go into the word, you never know what you have. God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Everything that we need, we already have it. But in order to access what God has already given you, it is through the word of God. If you never connect with the word, you're not going to connect with the kingdom. God's kingdom operate by his word. Y'all, I get so tore up sometimes because people don't give God a chance. We're kingdom. We choose other things over kingdom. We don't talk kingdom enough. We need to tell people about his kingdom. Jesus spent 40 days talking to his disciples, his apostles about the kingdom before he went. Why? Because he said this is the only way you're going to make it here is to bring kingdom to this earth. He said, and this is what we got to understand. Jesus said this. He said in John 5, 19, Jesus said and answered them, I tell you the truth. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son of man can, can do nothing alone on his own by his own self. The son does only what he sees the father doing because the son does whatever the father does. For whatever the father does, the son do likewise. See, Jesus stayed in connection with his father. The connection comes through the word. He wasn't the word. So he knew what his father wanted. So when something would come up, Jesus would always go to the word. He would always use the word. Why? When he was tempted, the first thing that his temptation was, he was hungry. Y'all know when we get hungry, we get furious, we get faint, we get weak. We don't want nobody to say nothing to us until we get a little bite to eat. Let me just get a little bite. I'd be all right. Just let me get a little bit in me and then we can talk. Don't talk to me while I'm hungry because I might say something. I ain't got no business. Because when you get really, really, really hungry, you're ready to punch somebody out until you get some food, right? So the devil knew that. If I can get him at his weakest point. But Jesus began to say, he said, if you be. See how he's saying, if you be. One thing that you don't have to do is prove who you are to nobody. Just live who you are. You don't have to prove nothing to nobody. You don't have to prove the people that you're saved. Because the first thing that the devil tells you, he use an uh, individual, when you say something to them, oh, I thought you were a Christian. Let me tell you why they say that. Christian comes to, that word Christian came through the pagans. Understand that? They named them Christians. Why? Because they figured Christians were, they had a certain way they had to act. So this is what people look at us as. If they don't act a certain way, they're not Christians. For one, we're saints. We're set apart ones. When we know the kingdom that we're from, we don't have to let people look at us to say, oh, they act that way, they're Christians. See, that's the problem. You should live your life according to the kingdom, and you won't be acting out of who you are. And you don't have to prove who you are. So he wanted him to prove who he was. Jesus corrected it. He said, listen here. Man do not live by bread alone. Y'all get the word live? Man do not live by bread alone, but by every, he said every word, that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Y'all don't get it? We live according to the word. That's the way God wants us to live, according to the word. So we see here, in order to bring the kingdom here, we have to know what the word is saying. But then God got me with this. I said, okay, God. He said, you got to know what the word is saying. He said, but you got to really know where you're from. He said, you are a citizen of the kingdom. You got to know where your citizenship is. Y'all, we got to make this real. I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. I am a citizen of the kingdom of God. So you got to know that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. This is what Jesus had to say. And I love what Jesus said in John 18, 36. Jesus said this, my kingdom, kingship, royal power belongs not to this world. You hear that? If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would have been fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. So Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So you got to know where your citizenship is, y'all. It is not of this world. It is not of this world. So once you know this, that it's not of this world, then you got to know that you are ambassadors. You are representatives of this kingdom that you're from. Meaning that whatever your Father has for you to do, that's what you carry out here on this earth. This is why you got to stay in connection with the Father. You got to say, Father, what would you have for me to do today? Father, what is on your heart today? Father, here I am to do your will on today, not my own. Let your will be done just like it is in heaven. Let it be done here on earth. I am your ambassador. I am your representative. I'm here to carry out your orders. What would you have for me to do? So you got to know you're a citizen. You're an ambassador of his kingdom. Come on, it's a renewing of your mind. You set in your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. He said, keep it set. Keep it set on things in heaven, not on the earth. How do we do that? By going into the word of God daily. Cause when you see your mind trying to trickle off somewhere, you gotta say, wait a minute. That ain't from my kingdom. That's from another world. (laughs) Uh, uh, I gave up watching another world. I'm watching now days of my lives. Cause I, (laughs) that's funny y'all. So we want to make sure that we don't go off somewhere else into another world, right? We want to keep it about what? Kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. God's kingdom does what? It rules over all. So when you know that God's kingdom rules over all, we are ambassadors. And then God want us to know now that we are sons. We are his daughters. You got to know who you are in the kingdom of God. It's no longer I who live, but who lives in me. Christ lives in me. I'm here to carry out his way of doing So saying all that to say this, y'all, being that you know that his kingdom rule, why are we allowing things to go on on earth that should not be going on if God gave us the right to change it? Why are we allowing it, y'all? We should not allow these things because God has given us the right through his word. So we have to go see what his word is saying. Concerning a situation, and we go in, and what do we do? We decree and declare what God wants over that situation. That's how we do it. We do it with His Word. His Word. His Word has power. God's Word is not vo- void of power. God said, There's nothing impossible for me. Is there anything too hard for me? God's Word is not void of what? Power. So we have to take his word. If we want change, if you want change, you have to use the word. You can't expect man that don't know God. How can you expect a man that don't know God to bring change? I'm going to go through. Y'all go through your Bible. Because God began to show me this. In the word of God. Who's the one and only king? Is that right? Throughout the Bible. God taught them to go to him, him only. God had his prophets, he had his priests, he had his judges, he had all of those people, but he had them in alignment with him. The one that went to him was Moses. Moses went to God, then Moses gave what God gave him to the people. But God gave help to Moses to carry out what he wanted to be carried out. Go back and look at it, y'all. Everything that God told Moses to do, that's what Moses would do. When the people would get out of order, Moses would go to God and cry out for those people, would he not? By Moses crying out, God would save those people. Jesus saved us. So let me ask you a question. When you see people not in alignment, do we leave them out of alignment or do we bring them truth? We bring them truth. Jesus said... The kingdom of God has come. He said, have a change, repent. That means have a change of mind. That's what he meant by repent. Have a change of mind. The kingdom of God has come unto you. He said, you got to change your mind, your way of thinking. Getting back to these ancient landmarks, God began to tell me people have been raised up under false doctrine. People have been raised under tradition. So, they got some ancient landmarks in their mind, and even when the truth comes, it has built into a stronghold, and it takes time to uproot those lies that you have been getting over the years. We have been getting slavery mentality. Over the years, I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer in bondage. Though they try to make me a slave, they can't make me a slave because I'm free. No matter what they do, who the sun sets free is free indeed. You may talk and and treat me any kind of way, but I'm going to treat you with the love of God because I'm not in bondage no more. When you know your identity... People shouldn't be taking you back to them ancient landmarks where you were whooped. That happened yesteryears. Jesus paid the price, but as long as you here on this earth, we're going to see blacks against whites, whites against black, Mexicans, all of this. God didn't create it this way. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. The only thing going to change this world is the love of God. For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go out and you're going to say anything, protest on anything, protest on his love. This is not the way God wanted to be. God want all of us to be free. Black, white, purple, blue, pink, I don't care. Don't make no sense. God love all of us. If you treat me wrong, God gave me a word for your treatment. Love those that hate you. Bless those that curse you. Come on, my Bible say when they was even doing Stephen wrong. Stephen began to say, God forgive them. They were stoning him to death. His own people. But he looked up to heaven. He kept his eyes on Jesus. He saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. I believe Jesus was standing. Welcome him in. He said, forgive them. For they know not what they have done. Bless those who's cursing you. Bless those who mocked you. You got to love them. If they call you out of your name. God loves you. You know who you are. Oh, you call me that again. Call me that again. I'm going to whoop you like you whooped me. You told Harpo to beat me. Y'all watching too much color purple. And then flashbacks coming back instead of who you are in Jesus. You done turned into the hop wife. I'm going to whoop you good. Come on, come out of these slave mentalities. That's what God wanted to show them when he brought them out of Egypt. He said, you're representing my kingdom now. I bought you out of slavery. Quit acting like a slave. Your shoes didn't wear out. Your clothes didn't wear out. You got bread from heaven. You got water from a rock. And you still acting like you an Egyptian. Don't you know you my people? We acting like that. We're not even God's people. We're falling for everything. We're going for everything. Because we want to keep our money. You can't keep it now. The more you get, the more you got to have. You know why? Because we're not, we don't know we complete in him. We're not satisfied with who we are in him. Y'all, God is so good. I'm going to tell you, y'all just don't know. I, I say this just to say this and I don't say it to boast or brag. I say it to let you know that me and my husband have to depend on God. For 20 years, we had the same salary. I don't get no raise. I could, but God is teaching me how to trust him with what I have. And some people wonder, how she get what she got? See, the problem is the more we get, the more we want. And if they take something from from us, we can't live off of that because we done moved up to, to more. Y'all, I done been there. God showed me and my husband, because see, when my salary would go up, when I was working, oh, it's time for another car with more buttons. Yes, Lord. It's time to get another car. It's time to get this. It's time to get that. It's a gadget coming in my house. So guess what? When the money decreased, something had to go. You can't keep what you got, what you got on your own. But if God gave it to you, You keep it. The blessings of the Lord makes you rich and it adds no sorrow to it. So everything that you get on your own, if you still trying to keep it. We got to live according to kingdom. God showed us how to be without so we can be with him. (laughs) Oh, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. Come on, God showed us how to be satisfied and content with what we had. God showed me how to open my mouth. Not on my mouth. He said, why you open your mouth? Open your cabinets We begin to speak food in your house. Not because I didn't have a daddy or an aunt that cared. But God said, I only want you to depend on them. I want you to depend on me. Didn't have to tell daddy. He had a loving wife. My stepmother, she was a Jewel. We told them nothing about the cabinets being emptied. But one day she said, I want to fix y'all some food on Sundays. We didn't tell him nothing. Sunday meal was fixed every time I preached. She would call us over and lay it out. God will supply the way he will supply without us opening our mouth and acting like vagabonds or beggars. Amen. We didn't beg. Amen. We didn't act like we was in need. We just gave God glory and spoke those things that be not as though they were. Speaking clothes into existence. Speaking food into existence. Speaking that we owe no man nothing but to love him. I'm in debt now, but I'm coming out of debt. Why? Because I'm about kingdom. Some things I wanted, couldn't get them then. But God supplied. Remember when I would go in the mall and couldn't pick up a dress. But I knew that God had his hands on me Amen. and God took a particular person that I'll be home studying and in my mind would go to capris. I said, I would like to have a pair of capris door knocked right after the thought came. Somebody come to the door and they said, here, I got something for you. I had five pair of capris, five shirts, even had the sandals to go with them. And I looked at the person and said, holy. You don't have to do this. They said, I don't, but I'm doing what God told me to do. Lay them down. The only thing I could do was raise my hands and say, God, I give you glory. Because it wasn't because, God, I went and told the congregation I needed a pair of pants. You heard my heart. And because I was in your word, willing to die to self, willing to feed your people, God, you bless me. Mm -mm. God waited that I come off a job to get a car that was my heart desire? But God told me this is what you got to do. Put the picture on your refrigerator. Begin to speak over the car. I said, okay. I begin to speak over the car, y'all. As soon as I come off my job, I'm riding around in the Cadillac not working. God, this don't seem right. He said, my kingdom is supposed to be different from the world's kingdom. He said, people supposed to see you differently from where they see the world. People supposed to know that I'm in your house. People supposed to see my glory upon you. See, when people are wondering what's going on in your house, they don't see Jesus because they're too jealous. People pass by the house, sneak around the corner, trying to see what you got. I got what I got, not because of me, but because of him who's in me. And I remember God began to tell me, God said, it was a word he used, and the Holy Spirit going to give me the word. It's. Uh, I'll, I'll say it. Like this. God said, People do need to be honored. I said, What are you saying, God? He said, The people that are truly honoring me, they need to be honored because when they honor them, they're honoring me. Let me say it again. He said, People who are truly doing my work, when they are honored, They're honoring me, not them, because I'm working in them and through them. He said, so people got it twisted. He said, give honor where honor is due. And if I'm in you and you're doing my will, they're not honoring you. They're honoring me because you're carrying out what I gave you. He said, if they don't see that, something is wrong. He said, the problem is churches got it twisted. Churches put the man and woman up on a banner and they want them to be glorified. I'm not taking God's glory because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. So if people never do nothing for me, it's okay. I want you to do it for him. People got it twisted. They got competition. One church gave a pastor 20. And now we got to give our pastor 30. Don't give me your dirty money. Don't put me in no competition. Don't you do like tradition do. We honor everybody, every joint supply. Because if it wasn't for the ones holding up my hands, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Let's don't get it twisted. Everybody makes up. The body. But when you have some crooked feet, some cross-eyes in the body of Christ, you got to get them back right or punk them out. You got to get those fingers right. You got to get them legs right. Come on, we one body. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) We talking about kingdom. We're talking about kingdom. We are kingdom citizens. We are ambassadors. We are representative of him. Get yourself out of the picture. He had to get rid of you. He had to kill you dead. You died. You were crucified. That sin nature that was driving you, that was compelling you to sin, it died. See, when they circumcised them in the Old Testament, they cut that foreskin off. It shriveled up and died. They couldn't put that thing back on. Come on, when baby's born, they cut it off. You don't go look for it, do you? That's dead meat. It's gone. So that old sin nature that drove you to sin is dead. But guess what? It left behind some ancient landmarks. It left behind some way of doing, some way of acting. This is why we have problems in the church. Because people don't want to renew their mind. They want to be in control of everything and don't know what the words say. They want to set it up traditionally the way the world does it. We don't bring the world in this kingdom. People got it twisted. They're saying we got to bring R&B in the church to win the world. And it's happening. It's happening. We got Christians, the ones that's supposed to be set apart, turning it up. Is it turn up? Turning it up? Whatever. I don't know them terms. (laughs) Having their little parties on YouTube and doing secular music with it. Yeah, they're doing it. And then go back to, oh, how I love Jesus. Somebody got to tell them truth. Somebody got to let them know either you're part of the kingdom of God or you're part of the kingdom of darkness. You give them what the word of God says, not your opinion. Because all of us fall short sometimes. But guess what God did? I love him so much for this. He said, Amanda, you wouldn't make it on this earth if I didn't give you the Holy Spirit, if I didn't give you my angels, if I didn't give you the gifts of the Spirit, If I didn't give you the fruit of the spirit, you wouldn't make it here. So you got to have everything about me in order to make it here on earth. In order for my kingdom to come here, you need some fruit because your fruit stink. He said, you got to have my nine fruit of the spirit. He said, when you get to know and develop in those fruit, you can have some long suffering for my people. You can have some goodness. You can have some faith. You can have some love. The love was the first fruit. And if you get love, you got them all. Amen. Then he said, you got to have the gifts of the spirit. You got to have the power of God. He said, you got to have my power in order to bring this kingdom here on earth. He said, Jesus had to have the power. But guess what? They said, them tongues went away with the apostles. Ignorant going to see. See, that's tradition. The traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. You don't need them tongues. Oh, yes, I do need my tongues because they build me up in my most holy faith. Yes, I do need my tongues because I wouldn't know how to pray for some of y'all if I didn't pray in the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't know how to decree and declare what God want me to decree and declare over you if I didn't have the power that was on the inside of me, if I didn't have the rivers of living water flowing in all directions for me. So what am I saying to you today? God want his kingdom to come here on earth just like it is in heaven. And the only way you're going to know about this is to know who you are now that you're in him. You got to know what his word says, not what your he motions and she motions is saying. You can't go on yester years. You got to go on truth. If it don't line up with truth, I ain't in it. God is about life. And he told me this the other day. He said, I'm about life. And I'm about life more abundantly. He said, I'm not about death. That's why I sent my son to give you life. He said, the life I give you, no man can give you. It's eternal life. This is what he's saying. A life that continues on and on and on, even after you die. And then he began to tell me, he said, the church my people are building shrines. He said they're building shrines and they don't even know it. What is a shrine? It is a sacred thing that you have amongst you that you look up to that you worship more than God. We put them in our houses. Anything in your house that you worship above God is a shrine. This is why y'all, please go into the word of God. The more I go into the word of God, the more I have to check myself and say, Lord, have I built a shrine out of anything? Lord, have I taken a car? Have I taken a home? Have I taken my children? Have I taken my clothes, my hair, anything? Have I made it a shrine? Have I told people a shrine is something that you look up to and you want people to look up to it as well. You want people to say how good it looked because if people don't say how good it looked, you felt like you didn't do your best. So you got to add more to that to beautify that so that can get worship. Come on, y'all. And one day I was sitting there and my husband always been believing God for a truck. Y'all, I'm going to tell you something. Y'all be touching and agreeing with my husband for a truck because let me tell y'all something. Every time I ride in that truck, Y'all, this is no lie. (laughs) It's something hanging off of it. (laughs) Bless his heart. The switch for the windshield wipers was was broke. So he told me how you do that to make that work. Then something else was broke. He told me how you do that to make that work. Then one day the lights on it wasn't working and he kept hitting it. He said, if you keep hitting it, it'll come back on to make that work. I said, okay. So little by little, he fixed it. He got it fixed. Things kept happening and happening, but he still believe in God. I will have that truck, but he's being faithful of a little and God is making him ruler y'all over much. He's taking what he have and he, and he's giving God glory for it. And I get in the truck and I said, listen here, man, ain't no air in this truck. Feel like I'm going to, he said, since you've been in this truck, you've been complaining all the way where we going. And I said, help me, Jesus, help me to make it. Lord Jesus, there's something wrong with the atmosphere. Something changed on me. I I feel like I can't breathe. So he went to the gas pump, y'all. He turned the truck off. Y'all know it was hot outside already. I had to swing open the door. Jesus, Jesus. I bind, I bind right now. I start binding and loosening. I say, Jesus, Jesus. Then in my mind, I say, I need for him to drop me off home. I'll be better home. I can't make it down there where we're going. We, we had it somewhere. I don't think I can make it. But I said, Lord, if he can do it, I can do it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I had to get my mind right. I had to come back to Christ, y'all. Come on. I had to get my kingdom mindset. And I can sing like Judah. We made. It. We survived. I ain't lying. We survived, y'all. Thank God for Kim, my beautician, because I tell you, she had to redo me today. Because I had some stuff going on, y'all. Y'all, this is truth. But he was, he's so faithful over what he has, right? So as I was sitting there, all of a sudden, a truck popped up for him in front of me. I didn't even tell him. And the Lord said, him getting a truck. He said, well, what kind of vehicle would you want? I couldn't say nothing. I said, Father, Really? You don't make me know, never mind, because I don't drive anyway. Just give me my Bible. (laughs) I'll be all right. I wasn't worrying about no car. I don't worry about no car, y'all. That's why y'all don't see me driving no car. I'm so used to getting to the passenger side. I feel proud of myself when I can take my husband to Wilmington and bring him back safely. (laughs) Because the only thing I want to do is get in my word and hear Jesus. Thank God for a loving husband that allowed me to do that. Because I need to hear him for here and now. God, I don't want to miss you. Every opportunity I get. God, I want to hear what you have to say. Because God, the world is so tore up. The world is so much on politics. The world is so much on uh, uh, black and white stuff going on. The world is so much on what am I going to get out of this. God, I'm so tired. God, tell me what you want me to speak. Tell me what you want me to do today, God. People are dying every day. God, I don't want them to die like this. God, I want them to know that you're God. God, I want them to see your kingdom manifest right before their eyes, God. This is why, y'all, when Daniel went to Babylon, God didn't just send him to Babylon to live like they live. God sent him there to represent his kingdom in the midst of a corrupt kingdom. Daniel did not change because they changed. Daniel was willing to die because of what he believed. We're getting now. To the point of, are you willing to die for what you believe? Are you willing to stand for what this verse come on y'all, quit, quit acting like you don't know. God is not a killer. He's not. He's not. He's not. He didn't make you to kill you. No, he didn't. God said he wants all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants all men to be saved. So why are we, church, picking and choosing what we want instead of picking what he wants? And I want to say this again. Everybody have the right to choose. Don't get mad at people because one is choosing this way and one is choosing that way. Begin to deliver truth and let them choose according to truth. Don't let them choose because of what happened to you or what happened to me. Because if we keep going on he motions and she motions and what man is doing, man going to keep doing what they doing until Jesus come. Go through your Bible. Every king that they had, God gave them them kings because they wanted one. Not because, I'm going to read it to you. Y'all hold up now. God didn't want all this. Uh uh-uh. God did not create democracy. Y'all better go in your Bible and to hear what it's saying. Deuteronomy 17, chapter 17, beginning at 14. This is what he told them. He's telling them what's going to happen when they go into this place that God has given them. Y'all, I want y'all to understand something. When God told Joshua, everywhere the soles of your feet shall tread, you shall possess that land. Y'all, everywhere that we go, we should be possessors of that land because we're carrying kingdom. Did y'all not know that? Listen to what God says in Deuteronomy 17, 14 through 17. Choosing a king. This is why God allowed them to choose a king because he knew they wanted a king. But he said, when you choose that king, you got to choose him rightly. This is how you choose him. When you enter the land, the Lord your God has given you, taking it as your own possession. I'm reading out expanded. It. Taking it as your own possession and living in it, you will say, listen at this, you will say, 'Let's point set a king over us like the nations around us. Be sure, listen what God said. To appoint, set over you the king, the Lord your God chooses. He must be one of your own people, relatives, brothers. Do not appoint, set as your king, a foreigner who's not a a fellow Israelite relative or brother. The king must not have too many horses for himself. And he must not send people to Egypt to get more horses because the Lord has told you don't return that way again. The king must not have many wives or his heart will be led away from God. He must not have too much silver and gold. Why was God breaking it down like that? Because that's the times that they live in. How does that affect us today? God said, whomever you choose, choose rightly. Choose according to him, not according to you. So look at this. Was Solomon a good king? Yes, he was. But everything God told Solomon not to do, he did it. That's why he called it all vanity. He got a lot of horses. He got a lot of charity, chariots. He got a lot of wives. Come on. He did all of this stuff. He built up a lot of silver. He built up all this stuff. Why was he turned? Because of these women. See what I'm saying? That's why the kingdom got divided. He did let him keep to Judah. Why? Because Jesus was in that. Y'all got to understand what God is saying. He said, when you choose, you choose according to me. You do not choose according to your pocketbooks. In the church, you do not choose a pastor based on how they look, based on how they huff and puff. But you choose that pastor based on me. And actually, God is the one that chooses, not you. We don't go get winos off the streets. We don't go get people with money in their pocketbook off the streets to build up people in the end and say, who do you want to vote for? Do we ordain them? You ain't the one doing it. It's God. Amen. See, we're getting out of the way of God, people. Amen. We do it God's way. God chose us. We didn't choose him. God is not going to change that. Amen. So we have to spend time with God to hear what God say because there is no perfect man. You ain't going to have no man to dot every I and cross every T because Lord knows I don't. But the only difference is he gave me the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit helps me to change my mind according to the word. That's why I have to be in the word to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say so I can say, forgive me. I was wrong on that. That wasn't right. This is what the word says. He said, I didn't only give you the Holy Spirit. I gave you my angels. He said, and my angels only hearken unto my word. Everything is dependent upon God's word, his way of doing. And if you don't know his way of doing, you will do about anything that the world is doing. We have church people living like the world and saying they love Jesus. You cannot love him being a lover of the world. Come on, the Bible tells you if you love the world, the love of God ain't in you. Because when you love God, you drop the ways of the world. I, y'all, it's getting crazy out here. People are crucifying you because you're standing for the truth. You got some Christians that want to be so recognized. They know that people is wrong, but to get them recognized, they don't care that they're wrong. As long as you hear me, see me, be attached to me. Hey, I don't want to be a part of foolishness. Because anything the scripture says, he who know to do right and don't do it is sinning. I'm not going along with wrong stuff because it puts me in a category with the ones that are wrong. I'm not doing it. That's why these men and women died. Because they refused, but guess what? God allowed them to live out what the purpose. Cuz Daniel didn't die in that lions den. Daniel went to sleep. Cuz he knew God's kingdom rules over all. Do you really know that God's kingdom rules over all? God's kingdom rules over every sickness and every disease that would even try to come now your dwelling. That's why God said when it try to come, it's going to come. It's going to try. But you have to say, "Uh uh-uh, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You got to leave here. But then God will tell you what you're doing to bring on things that's coming in your life. This is, this is a problem, too, and I'm a close, Apostle. <laughs> this is the problem right here. You know how we tell people, quit committing adultery, quit fornicating, quit lying, quit stealing. You know you don't need to be doing that. Now, you know you saved. Now, why are you out lying like that? God didn't create you that way. Well, I want to ask you a question. Why are you in gluttony? Gluttony is a sin. When you sit there and overeat, you ain't gluttony. Amen. That's right. you, eat the, you eat to live, not live to eat. Right. So how can you talk about somebody else? I, see, that's why we need mercy. Amen. See, y'all, we have to watch ourselves. Amen. We can talk about somebody else and act like we more right than they are, and you sitting there with grease all over your lips talking Jesus. Got so much grease on your lips, they think it's a new kind of lip balm. And you telling them about the goodness of Jesus, and ain't you wiped your mouth yet, and you, some of y'all got shrines as your food. You just looking at it. Ooh, I'm going to tear you up. I'm going to eat you up today. After I eat you, I'm going to get another piece. Oh, yes, I am. I love you. Thank the Lord for you. Mm, 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 mm. let me be quiet so I can eat you. And then go get on the phone and try to minister to somebody. Burping everywhere. Can't even pray for burping. Excuse me, I just got through eating. Come on, y'all, don't don't get it twisted. You're not going to find a perfect man. That's why we're perfect in our spirit, and that's why we have to connect with our spirit. Our soul have to connect with our spirit so it can flow to our body. This is why the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead quickens our mortal body because our body is dead to sin. Our bodies is dead. How we quicken our bodies is through connecting to the spirit. And when we connect to the spirit, it flows to our body and our body get life. That's why we need the word of God so we can be quickened on a daily basis. So this body can experience the life of God. So if you're going through in your body today and you're trying to fix it, you're trying to make it work, let me tell you something. The only way it's going to work is through this word. The word is what's going to keep you. Nothing else will keep you. You can keep doing everything you want to do. But if you grab hold to this word, And gravitate to it. The word going to do exactly what it said. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak over every individual in this house and every individual that's watching on today. God, I speak life, and I speak life more abundantly. I bind every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us on today in Jesus' name. And from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet I command healing right now in the name of Jesus. I have a right to command because you said by Jesus Christ we were already healed. Healing is the children's bread. You sent your word and you have healed us and delivered us from our destruction. So I say rise up off of your bed of affliction. Every tumor and growth, I curse you in the name of Jesus. I command you to go in Jesus' name. I speak to cancer. I command it to go in Jesus name I speak to arthritis I command it to go in Jesus name I speak that every tissue every organ every cell every gland every vital sign every muscle every tendon every bone every joint and marrow in our bodies is healed right now in Jesus name thank you God that healing has come In the name of Jesus, God, because your word is not coming back to you void, but it's going out to accomplish that which you please. And it's prospering in the thing that you have sent it to do. And Father, right now I speak over debt in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, God, that we have already been released from debt. Because, God, you told us that you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So, God, I speak that we are debt-free. We owe no man nothing but to love him in Jesus' name. God, I thank you and I praise you that you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places by Christ Jesus in Christ Jesus. So we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. And I loose your peace on today. I command it in Jesus' name. And I say, peace, be still in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When you submit to God, you can resist the devil, and he shall flee. If you're not submitting to God, you're not going to be able to resist him. So you need to check to see if you're in submission, if you're in obedience unto God, and the devil have to flee. The devil should not have nothing on you, but if he does, the only thing you got to do is say, father, forgive me. I was out of place. And thank you, God, that I'm already forgiven, but I recognize what I have done. So the devil won't have no inro in my life. He won't have no hole on me. The Bible said, don't give him a foothold. So let's, let's put him first, y'all, in all things. Let's ask him what we need to do. Let's don't fight with one another. Y'all, we are his body. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on, let's don't fight with each other. If you want to go left, I'll go right. If you want to go right, I'll go left. I'll humble myself enough so we don't have to have strife and confusion because where that is, there's every evil work. Do not get mad at your sister and brother because they're not doing what you want them to do. Begin to pray for them. Begin to seek God on their behalf. The enemy want to divide us, y'all. A divided house cannot stand. Keep your opinions to yourself. Quit trying to get people to go on you. Start talking about Jesus and let them go on Jesus. But don't use the word to try to get people to do what you want them to do. Use the word because you know it works above everything. Some people use this to try to keep you in, in check. Don't do that. Speak as the spirit have you to speak. So I honor God today. Let's manifest his kingdom. Anything that come up, let's do what the kingdom would do, not what we want to do. Let's quit walking past people when they say, you know, I've been aching. Well, you know what? You don't have to ache no more because God's word has come to you today. Be healed. Be made whole. And y'all, if you want to manifest him, you got to be about him. How are you going to manifest him if you never go to nobody and lay hands? If you never go to nobody and speak truth, how are you going to manifest him? If you walking by people that's in need, instead of telling them silver and gold, I have none. Now, such as I have, I give unto thee rise up in the name of Jesus. Amen. How are we going to manifest him? Guess what? Y'all in here, we come to get taught and then we go out there and we manifest the kingdom. If one of y'all come in here and you got a problem, what do we do? We do like they did with Paul. We gather around him and say, The enemy meant it for your harm. But you're going to rise up today and you're going to get out there and you're going to manifest the kingdom. Amen. Paul got up and manifest the kingdom. He didn't lay there for dead, but when they saw him, they said, Oh, we thought we just killed you. <laughs> he kept preaching the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Do we have any announcements?